Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch on podcast. My name's Tim. I'm here as always. Hooray! It's so sorry, Murdoch. You what? I said hello. Hello. We're here to do our obligatory ranking of Doctor Who episodes. And this time we're doing Doctor Who Series 4 because we just finished it. If you haven't caught up, go back and see all our thoughts on Doctor Who Series 4. We go through all the weekly news. And we have, we have, we have some bloody good times, don't we, Harry? Yeah, a lot of fun times. I'm the Doctor. I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Gasterberus. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am. I'm a Doctor. That's probably not the one you expect. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Yeah. So we're going to be ranking every episode of Series 4, including Voyage of the Down, um, not including Time Crash, and not including the specials, uh, the specials that come after the Stolen Air, because we don't know what we're going to do with those yet. Yeah. Um, so we'll start from least favourite to most favourite. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Series 4 as a whole compared to what we've had already? Uh, I preferred it to Series 3. Okay, yeah. Because um, I was slightly underwhelmed by Series 3, but I enjoyed Series 4 a lot more than I thought. I, I feel the same. When it came to ranking these, which I did last night, I was um, quite surprised by just kind of how consistently good it was throughout. I'm not going to lie, there's a couple of episodes towards the bottom which I was kind of lukewarm on, but after that, it's pretty much all episodes I really, really enjoyed. I think our um, lists are going to change, are going to be quite different to each other. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. So why don't you start with your least favourite episode of Doctor Pooh? Doctor Pooh to Doctor Woohoo! Let's start with Doctor Pooh. Um, okay, Tim. I'm okay. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, what what, are you, what have you got as your least favourite for Series 4? Can we just say, sometimes our least favourite, not necessarily a terrible episode, it's just there's amazing episodes within the series. Hmm. So my number 14 is The Unicorn and the Wasp. Oh, that's not mine. Go on. Is it not? No, no, no. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, basically, it's just, it's a very similar to reason to why 42 is the bomb of Series 3. I'm only on 12. Really? Did you put two parts together? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. We'll work it out, be fine. Yeah, but at the bottom of my is Unicorn and Wasp, but the main reason is that really there was nothing in this episode that I hadn't already seen done in the show and hadn't been done a bit better when it was first done. The whole thing of going back in time to see a famous author and then the story that they're involved with somehow linking to their work. It's been done before and stronger Twice. and stuff like the Shakespeare Code and um, the uh, the un- the Unquiet Dead. Yeah, yeah. It does really. De- Honestly, I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. You know, there's entertaining stuff within it. Um, David Tennant and He's Catherine it. Tate. He was oh. there. Yeah, they. Are, no, I was saying like they have a great rapport well, as usual. Yeah. Yeah. But th- sure. Does she don't want to do that at some point? What? Shimmy. I don't remember that in the episode. need soul or something? Maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, my least favourite of this series is The Fires of Pompeii. That is very surprising. You, you were surprised. Harry, his, his socks have blown off and he's fallen off his chair. My top hat has flown off my head. The top of it's popped off. Yeah, Whoop. there's like been steam, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I put it in the bottom because I remember watching it just being pretty bored by it. Really? Yeah. 
It even... wasn't really... And this is the thing with Series 4, is there's no bad episodes. It's just that I just wasn't that interested in them. Um, it didn't really set much up, really. Hmm. Um, the whole thing about the monster wasn't very entertaining. I'm not a big fan of big CG monsters. Hmm. But for me, I mean, I'll get to that when I get to that. Because for me, the big CG monster was kind of... And I guess you could take this as a criticism. It was so... It was hardly present. Yeah. It was such a non-presence that it kind of... For me, I didn't mind. It was just kind of... That wasn't even the main villain for me. Uh, okay, right, I see. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the problem, because I don't really remember it that well. Yeah. And I think if I can't really remember it that well, it can't be that good. Okay. Uh, so what have you got next, Harold? Next, at uh, number 13, I have The Doctor's Daughter. Oh, that's interesting. Go on, these lists are very different. Um, For me, The Doctor's Daughter... Um, Did you know The Doctor's Daughter is actually the real Doctor's Daughter? Because she's... Because she's the daughter of Peter Davison, who played the fifth Doctor, but she's also married to David Tennant, who played the Doctor in The Doctor's Daughter. See, this is actually links to why... Yeah. You wag your finger at me, boy. <laughs> so, so that, that actually kind of links, because outside of that fun fact, I don't know how much there is really going for this episode. I feel like... Jenny's an interesting character conceptually to be set up, but nothing has ever really been done with her. If there was a spin-off, do you think I've heard of people? Well, there's been big finished spin-offs. I was about to say. But if there was like a series, do you feel like you would have enjoyed this episode more? I feel I don't know. I feel like if it had amounted to more in the long run, perhaps. If uh, if the cat yeah, if the character had actually returned. Yeah, perhaps. But cool if she would have appeared in Jenny's end or still on Earth. Hmm. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Because it's a thing where people, there's a lot of fanfare around this character. And. For not much reason. Kind of, yeah, because I feel like just there wasn't. Like, there was interesting stuff within this. Like, the fact that she's kind of like born to be a soldier, but she has the two hearts, and that she inherits a lot of the doctor's kind of intelligence and perceptiveness, but it's interpreted in a different way. And then the whole thing of the ongoing war in the background and how it's actually only been a few days but they've just been yeah. close out. there's a lot of interesting stuff in this episode but I feel like I don't know, maybe it would have been better as a two-parter maybe as a two-parter those things would have been able to flesh out more but for me this episode introduces a lot of cool ideas and I appreciate those ideas but I feel like I just kind of wish more me. could have been done with them within the show okay yeah what up, computer geeks? It's Tim here, and I'm currently sat in the tech hub of Bigger on the Inside. The guys and gals who work down here want me to tell you how you can contact the show anytime. You can do it by Instagram and Twitter. Just follow us by searching for at Bigger on the Pod. If that's not good enough for you, how about sending us an email? Bigger on the Inside Pod at gmail.com. Well, my, uh, my next one is the Unicorn and the Wasp. Okay. By the way, for the same reasons you said, there's a lot going on. But it's not, you know, we've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, maybe it's not my least favourite because it's got quite a good cast. Mm. There's a lot of different characters in there. That's true. But a lot of it is just standing in a room mm. and talking. Like an Agatha Mis- Christie yeah, mystery. Yeah, like a boring Agatha Christie thing. That's what I you think. don't like Agatha Christie's mysteries, do you? I don't. I really don't. Because they're just all the same. And it's on ITV4. I've, I've very rarely, when I go home now, is anything on now is on the family television apart from drama or ITV4. Yeah. Everything my mum watches has some sort of shit grain over it. Because right. it was produced in like the late 80s, early 90s. Mm. It's always got David Sushi in it with his stupid mustache. <sighs> I do like David Sushi. <laughs> he was good in Doctor Who. Yeah, so that that's why I've got the unicorn and the wasp quite low down. 
Okay. Because I hate Prara. All right. I want to know, but seriously though, I really dislike the Agatha Christie stuff because it was on my TV all the time as a kid. So you feel like you've just been oversaturated, overexposed to it? Yeah, like I hate the Star Trek TV series because my dad used to watch it all the time, so mm. I hate it. Mm. And it's the same with Prara and Miss Marple. Like my mum watched it all the time, and I always wanted to watch something else. Mm. Like obviously, this is before Catch Up and stuff like that. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons why I hate it, because I watch it and it reminds me of that crap that I used to have to endure as a child. Right, I see. Yeah, carry on. Uh, <laughs> honestly, with the exception, after those two episodes, the rest of these, I think it speaks to the strength of Series 4. I just really, really enjoy the rest of the series. The rest of the series, these are all thoroughly entertaining episodes that I could recommend to anyone. Yeah. Starting off with the first two parts on my list, the Santarum Stratagem and the Poison Sky coming in at number 12, number 11. Congratulations. Congratulations on what? Just having an opinion on these episodes. Oh, thank you. Why, why are they quite low but not the lowest? Um, it's hard to justify why they're not higher, just other than the episodes above it are better. So really I just talk about why I enjoy them so much, <laughs> which is it's cool to see Martha again and her in a new context. Um, I think there's a lot of really funny kind of goofy moments in this, especially yeah. the 10th Doctor and between him and Donna that I really enjoy. And that kid as well, Ryan? Or oh, Bruce yeah, or... yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? I Luke. Yeah, that's it. No, Luke is Sarah Jane's kid. No, this kid's called Luke as well. Oh, they're both called Luke. Okay. Um, Have you never met another Harry? No, I'm the only one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I... I think the Sontarans, I think this is the best the Sontarans have been in uh, New Who. Like, I think they're like... They're, this Give is... me a second time the Sontarans have appeared in New Who. Um, what was what, what, Deep Breath? Is there a Sontaran in that? Were there Sontarans in, like, the Pandorica Opens? Yeah. Um, we only really get Strax, though, don't we? That's it, really. Yeah, I feel like this is the only... I like this design. Yeah. This I know it's been changed again for Series 13. Yeah, I feel like it is time for redesign, but I like this for what it needed to be at the time. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's cool. Like the, the, the use of the blue and the kind of muscular thing. It's a cool design. And I feel like... What could they have done to have improved it, Harry? I, I really don't know. Um, I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to say. Do you think it would have been better as a one-parter? No, honestly, I think that this is a very... Then what the hell do you like about it? There's nothing I dislike about it. There's nothing I dislike about it, other than there's things in the episodes above it that I like more. But this is a really strong episode. I think I really like the Sontarans. I love how they're a legitimate threat in this. And, like, there's high stakes. Wilf's there. Love Wilf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's unfortunate the Brigadier couldn't have been there, of course. Um, But he was alive. Yeah, but I guess just for whatever reason he couldn't be in the episode. He was in that Sarah Jane episode. Mm, yeah, but it's just a shame David Tent never got to act alongside. That's true. Um, but other than that, I really can't think of any tangible faults of it. The only reason it's so low down is because there's episodes I like more later on. This is a really strong, fun, entertaining two-parter. I've got Planet of the Ood next. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, it's fun. I like it. Like you say, it's just there's a couple of the next couple of episodes for me. They're fun episodes, but they don't really provide much. Hmm. They're um, I often feel Doctor Who has too many episodes a series. Okay, um, and often you get uh, some filler episodes that are they're not Doctor Light episodes. They're not like Love and Monsters and hmm. stuff like that. They're just like a fun story. Yeah, but they're not always fun. Like you didn't find this a fun story? It's been a while since we watched it, Harry. 
Uh, <laughs> so I'm struggling a little bit. But from what I remember, I really liked Tim McKinnery in it. I really mm. liked that. And that scene where he pulls off his face on the nude is fantastic. But um, I don't know. I tend to not really like the ones where they're trapped on a moon base. Or you don't like the base under siege episodes, No, I don't do really you? like those, no. Yeah. They get a bit repetitive, I feel. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh, at number 10 for me is Partners in Crime, the opener of the series. We have such different lists. Wow. I mean, so in some senses, they're kind of similar, but not identical. Like Salt and Pepper. Aye. Dick and Dom. Mm. Salmon Mark. Who? Salmon Mark. Are they other CBBC presenters? Yep. I think they're... Vic and Bob. Oh, I know Vic and Bob. Sue and Mel. Yeah. They still do stuff together? Gino and Mel. Gino and Mel? Do they do stuff now? They used to, didn't they? There's two lunch with Gino and Mel. Holly and Philip. Ah, yeah. Eamon and Ruth. Hmm. Richard Madeley and his wife. Sooty and Sweep. Something ridiculous. Sorry. Go on. Pleasant Just... Crown. I think it's a great reintroduction to Donna. We get to see how much she's changed. We get to see how David's in, how David's 10th Doctor is in quite a different place at this point. He's on Earth. Yeah. And they <laughs> they have a very fun back and forth. The adipose are like kind of weird, but kind of fun, and I'm kind of like on board with it. Um, there's just a lot to like in this episode. Quite it's... a weak series opener compared to ones we've had before. Do you think so? Well, you look at like uh, Martha when she ends up on the moon, hmm. and Rose, and then um, the Christmas, not the Christmas invasion, New Earth. Yeah. I feel like this is a very fitting... It's op- very fun. Yeah, I feel like this is a very fitting opener for setting up what Donna and the Doctor are going to be. Just a couple of friends. Yeah, a couple of mates just oh, having fun adventures. Maybe, yeah. maybe a drunk kiss? A drunk kiss? Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah, I think the Doctor got drunk and Donna kissed him. When do you think that happened? Um, when Wilf wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of their adventures. <laughs> Oh yeah, Wilf's in this episode as well. A lot of Wilf in this episode. Which one? Which one was off the hook? Partners in Crime. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he is at the end, isn't he? Yeah. The, Where he's waving, he's going, oh, woohoo! Like that. Yeah, yeah it's great. Good old Wilf. Um, yeah. Up next, I've got the Sontara Stratagem. Slash! The Poison Sky. The Poison Sky. Um, same reasons you said. It's really fun. I love the Sontarans. Um, but yeah, it's just quite... I wish they'd done more with Martha, maybe. Okay. Which is, uh, yeah, I don't know. They could have, I like the unit stuff, because I do quite like unit. Yeah. And I like this aspect of unit, the fact that they're sort of reusing tech, like mm. they use the Valiant again and stuff yeah. like that. I find fun. it interesting that you don't like base under siege episodes, but you do like unit. Because unit are just a military... But they turn up to the location. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But So you wouldn't like an episode just based at unit? No, I've seen some pair three ones, and it's just... John Pertwee in a one room and every now and again some other characters come in and they go, bloody hell, Doctor, look at that blob of alien muck. Ah, yes, the blob of alien muck. Yeah, exactly, right, yeah. I don't know, I've only watched the Doctors. Gets in his yellow car. Bram, bram, here he goes. Where was Bessie? Bessie, what do we call Bessie? I said this when we were watching the episode. I was trying to take a car. That's it, if Bessie had been, they lean into the fan service, have the big Brigadier and Bessie there. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's it, really. What have you got next? Uh, next up at my number nine, I have Planet of the Ood. Oh, uh, okay, go on. Yeah, so it's not too far removed from yours, but I, I quite like Planet of the Ood. I love it so much. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Oods as a character. I thought yeah, it was I do, yeah. interesting when they were introduced in Impossible Planet and Satan Pit, 
but they weren't really the focal point of it. Yeah. Um, but here they really got to kind of deep dive into this really interesting creature and just kind of explore where they're from, build kind of the lore of that. And I just found it really interesting. I think they're very, they're just a very cool and uh, monster from the RTD era. They have one of the best designs as well. They look great. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and just kind of seeing them in this context and in a story that was completely in service of them, I really appreciated. How many episodes have you got left on your list? Um, I have um, eight, but a couple, but a couple of those are two parters. Okay, so I've got eight left and one to two parters. Do you want to do another one? Uh, yeah, at my number seven, I have got the fires of. No, I haven't. I have got the Voyage of the Damned at number eight. Okay, I'll list so different. Go on. I keep saying this every single one. Yeah, <laughs> Voyage of the Damned is my number eight. Um, really good Christmas special. Maybe the best Christmas special we've had so far. Although so actually, this I'm... is Christmas. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, you're done. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. And the bells are ringing out. For Christmas Day. What is that your favourite Christmas song? Do you know what my favourite Christmas that's song That's my favourite Christmas song. I, I cry know. every year when I hear it for the first time. Oh, that's year. sweet. I, I really like the John Lennon one, John Yocon. I also really like the Paul McCartney one. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. When what What's like the thing where you go, it's Christmas now? When it hits the 1st of December and we put up the Christmas decorations. Oh, mine's when I see, mine is when I see the Coca-Cola advert. But they start playing it way too early. But I don't always see it. Right. I don't watch a lot of live television. Okay. Sometimes I never have Christmas. So I never see the advert. Oh. I haven't had Christmas in five years. Damn, that's rough. So every time the songs come on the radio, I just ram my fist through the car radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I pull it out and I shower the wires and I say... No, Simon Mayo, stop it. Naughty man. <laughs> Not, naughty Mayo. Very naughty man. Very naughty man. Carry on. But yes, the Voyage of the Damned. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of my favourite um, Christmas specials. I think I slightly prefer Runaway Bride, but I really like this one. Um, I think Kylie's a really fun guest star. Actually, all the all the kind of extended guests on the uh, Titanic ship. Have you heard about... Um, sorry, go on. Yeah, but all these two deaths on Titanic ship are really fun. It's really fun setting this kind of big blockbuster thing. And then you get the whole, you know, Alonzo payoff, which is silly, but it's cute. Yeah. Um, you get to see Will for the first time. And you get to see kind of the first bit of the kind of Time Lord Victorious arc start to feed into it. There's a lot of just cool stuff within this. Yeah. Um, it's a fun story. And it works as a standalone, and it also sets up stuff for Series 4. You say you really enjoyed this. Do you think Clive Swift, who plays Mr. Copperfield, enjoyed working on uh, this episode of Doctor Who? Um, I'd like to think, think so. Okay, so I found a transcript. This is on the official Doctor Who magazine. Okay. This was approved by Russell and everybody. And this is like Clive Swift did with... Uh, Doctor Who magazine. Would okay. you like to read the part of Clive or as the interviewer? The interviewer. Okay, so the interviewer is in green and I will read the part of Clive. Hello, Clive. I'm recording this interview on tape, if that's okay. Don't you know shorthand? It's a dying art, isn't it? I find that dictaphones are more reliable in two situations. I want to quote what you say very ac- accurately. 
a lot of actors won't do interviews on tape. Oh, I've never noticed that in almost a decade of doing this job. I'm an actor. As soon as you switch that thing on, I'm performing. I think you'll find that proper journalist no shorthand. I think you'll find that I'm not a proper journalist in that case. Don't be silly. I'm quite agit... What is that? Aggrieved. I'm quite aggrieved. Why should I do this? I'm not getting paid, am I? Well, get on with it. Right. Could you tell me a bit about your character in Voyage of the Damned? You don't need to... You don't need... You don't need me to tell you that. Have you read the script? That's what I perform. You can tell them about my character... Sorry, you can tell them about my character. What a silly question. To be honest, I just open interviews like that to make the person feel comfortable, as it's not too difficult to answer. It's not working, is it? I don't have anything to say. I'll try another. What was your initial action? What was your initial reaction to the script? Terrific. What qualities do you think made the script terrific? What would you say? I'm sure we can agree. What ingredients did you admire? Uh, fast, colourful scripts, but with proper emotion. On Doctor Who, this, well, I wouldn't know because I, I don't know any other Doctor Who scripts, but this chap, Russell T. Davis, seems to be a phenomenon. He's early in... Not only. Um, I haven't got my glasses. He not only invents all these strange and wonderful creatures from God knows where, but he's managed to gain a lot of humour. Unfortunately, it's the Doctor who has most of the humour. Being a comic actor, I've missed not making a few jokes. However, one does one's job. Thank you. Um, we'll, we'll carry on. Uh, really? We'll, we'll get, yeah, we're going to do the full interview. Mr. Copper's shaky, shaky grasp of Earth culture should get some laughs. Well, I've become a bit of an... I'm going to skip along here to the bit where he really loses his shit. Uh, what? what you... <laughs> uh, let's just skip to the end and read the very last part. Do people shout Richard at you in the street? Sometimes I tell them to fuck off. <laughs> right. Uh, one final question. I think that's more than enough, isn't it? How many pages are you going to have on Mr. Copper? Well, I was just going to ask... There's no reason why I should talk to you at all. So you shouldn't push it. I'm sure you'll write something very nice. I know that you think all of this is a... I know that you all think this that this is a big world, this who business, but it isn't. There's much bigger things than this. Maybe, but it means a lot to a great many of us. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> isn't that phenomenal, that interview? What did you think about that, Harry? Um, You're going to move that on your list? That's, um... <laughs> I, is that real? That's real. It and it's by like Benjamin a... Cook, who um, works with Russell on the two writers' tales book. Um, it feels like something that, like you do is like an April Fool's or something. No, there's an interview with Ben where he talks about his interview in a podcast link. I'll try and find it and I'll link it in the description. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's, yeah, that's crazy, but... um. Voyage of the Damned, that's my number eight. Okay. Fun story. Oh, hello there. You caught me in my local public library. I was just catching up on some of the mail and feedback we've been getting from some of our listeners. Let me read this one to you. I can tell this is going to be my new favourite podcast. Thanks, Joshua. We always love getting your mail, so keep sending it across in the comments, Twitter, and on Instagram, or even on our email. I'll put in the silence of the library Forest of the Dead next. Okay. Because apart from River Song, that's about it, really. Yeah, you did, you have nothing else in this story does anything for you? Um, not really. The, the Donna thing is kind of interesting, uh, but I wish they played into like the whole relationship more. You know, she has that partner. Yeah. And he remembers her, but mm. he tried finding each other. I think that could have been paid off in later episodes, but it isn't really. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, 
you know, the whole river thing is really interesting, but mm. that's only in hindsight. Right. So I feel like when I first watched it, I wasn't that interested in it because, you know what I mean? It's, I guess, yeah. And also it's so obvious who River is from the very start. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. That she's married to a doctor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a pretty explicit line about them being an old married couple. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And they both look at each other like, ooh. Well, she looks at him like, mm-hmm. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> um... Go for it, Harry. What have you got next? At number seven, I have The Fires of Pompeii. Yeah. Quite a bit higher than you. Yeah. Um, I know. I just thought it was a really, uh, it was a cool setting. Um, I really like the extended cast, you know, Peter Capaldi, and then all the... Uh... <laughs> I would say it was a very hot setting, never mind a cool setting. Oh, zing! <laughs> um, I think that um, there's uh, the, the kind of weird magic monk lady people, I can't remember the name exactly. With their hands on the back of their eyes. Yeah, I thought they were suitably... With their eyes on the back of their yeah, hands. Yeah, I, su- <laughs> I thought they were suitably kind of cool and creepy um, villain for the piece. I think the main reason it's so high up for me is that it uh, kind of really shows us for the first time what Donna is capable of bringing yeah. and the side of the Doctor she can bring out and the fact that her and the Doctor really, really butt heads in the way that we haven't really haven't really seen with David Tennant's Doctor before. Oh. And the fact that she sways him, and then we have yet another thing feeding into that whole Time of Victorious um, arc, which we'll see off down the line. I just find that whole ending really impactful. I and like that about Donna, that like she's sort of an already matured person before mm. she meets... It's like most people join a Doctor because... They need to it, find themselves. Yeah, whereas Donna's already found herself and she doesn't want to find anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so I quite like that, that she's quite stubborn and you know, what we pushed on yeah. the ways. And that, that, her and the Doctor bring out the best in each other. And yeah. I feel like that's really shown here, which but, I really enjoyed. Up next for yours truly, that's me. I've got the Doctor's daughter. Okay, why is there so much higher? Um, I think it does really good. I, I like the relationship between David Tennant and George and Moffat. I mean, you'd hope they have a good relationship, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Oh. Um, no, I think they have really good on-screen chemistry, and I like the fact that it's quite reluctant at first to accept her as a daughter. And I also like the fact that Donna is sort of just winding him up a little bit. Mm. She's like, because she comes up with the name Jenny. She sort of becomes a mother figure for Jenny more than the Doctor becomes a father figure for yeah. Jenny herself. Even though they have the Doctor's daughter, it should be called Jenny's mother. Oh, dear me. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> but I don't know. It's a fun episode. Again, been a while since we watched it. I'm struggling. We'll, we'll carry on. Okay. Um, at my number... How many do you have left? I have uh, six, I but six my well. next one is a two-parter, uh, which is uh, Science of the Library and Forest of the Dead. Holy mackerel. I'm not too far off from yours. Um, We're halfway on the list from Doctor Who to Doctor Pooh. Yeah. Where are Doctor? Eh. No, this is, no, I'd say most of this is Doctor Who. It's been, for me, this has been Doctor Who since. Yeah, on a list, on a list. All right. On a graph. On a graph. But this is a graph that's kind of like pre-high, consistently high, and then just gets higher and higher. So Doctor, whoa, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a really strong story from uh, Stephen Moffat. Um, it's a really cool two-parter. I don't think it's as good as Empty Child Doctor Dances. Maybe that's why I've got it quite low because I was expecting more. Right. Out of these episodes, I feel this is the weakest. Really, I prefer this over Girl in the Fireplace. I do prefer Blink. Yeah, you really didn't like that episode, did you? I didn't dislike it. Just I don't know, it just doesn't connect with me. I watched how he like, bought the Series 2 box set and he just taped over Girl in the Fireplace. <laughs> with the Brother Monsters again. And die at a funeral. What? Okay, um, 
Silent Library, Don't, uh, Forest of the Dead. I, I study film at university. We're doing about television. Okay. And we have to watch that. You have to watch Princess Diana's Funeral. Yeah, we have to. It's coming up. We have to watch well, the film I guess, television broadcast. And I guess it's because it was like a TV event. We have to watch the full thing. I guess just to see the coverage. Oh, yeah, we have the full coverage to get a real sense of the day. Do you think we have to dress up? What? In like period piece costumes? Like 90s costumes? Um, you might you want to check that with your tutor, not me. <laughs> I didn't write the course. Oh. Yeah. Go on then, sorry. Um, no, I, know, I, I guess differently to you, I I really liked all the ideas in this. I was going to say, I really liked that. <laughs> I really haven't watched it. Great television event. I don't think I ever have watched it. Alright, well why would you? You would go back and watch it. Well, I think I've seen clips of I've it. I've seen clips of it, yeah. Yeah, I've seen clips of it. But like since we've been alive, Prince Philip died. At no point have I gone, thank God I sky blessed it. Watch it again. You know what I mean? You watch it once and you go, and that was sad. I mean, I imagine people have like uploaded the full thing online because it's kind of it is one of those historical documents. Yeah, it it's, it's it's historical, it kind of needs to be archived. But you don't just put it on. No. You don't go, oh, there's no on. Oh, I'll put Philip's funeral on again. I don't know. Is that... I, mean, I feel like... I don't know, but then you get something like, say, like let's say, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. It's like, that's just something I can imagine people putting on to watch again. Whereas that's, you know, that's a tribute to someone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I guess that's... It's a bit more upbeat. It's live music. Mm, yeah, but, I mean, John Deacon looks pretty depressed throughout. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was miserable. Like, he took it really hard. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Yes. Um, Signs of the Library, Forest of the Dead. Um, I, I, I guess I really liked all the elements. I thought the library was a really cool setting. I thought the monster, like, and how you didn't really see it and didn't really know how it worked until kind of near the end. The faster the ride the dead. Mm. That's going back in a big finish. Oh, is it? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I think the stuff with, like, J- Donna and the alter... Sarah, it- watch out. The faster the ride is behind you. What? By Tom Baker. Oh, is Tom Baker doing it? I think so. Oh, cool. I'll have a look whilst you. Uh, yeah, but like, about... I thought the stuff with Donna and the, the TV world was cool. I thought Cal conceptually was really interesting, and I I liked Cal. The... Cal the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Doctor Moon. Yeah, and Doctor Moon. And I thought like the whole way that was all set up, and you kind of it didn't immediately give you all the answers. It kind of he loves his creepy kind of... children, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat. Do you think Cal was creepy? But uh, there was a lot, there's always like a child in the in most of his episodes, apart from mm. Blink, really. Yeah, and even like um, even Amy Pond starts as the girl who waited. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, didn't notice that. Well, you have now. So, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like, they finish tweet a lot. Moffat knows what he likes. He knows like what tropes work for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, this isn't the last time he has some sort of conceptual thing of a database for dead people. Yeah, Although I'd say it's going to get slightly tedious towards the end. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched um, the Moffat era, and when I last watched it, I wasn't scrutinising it the way we're kind of scrutinising it now. Yeah. Maybe I'll get more out of it than I did the, the first time. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm just trying to look here to see which Doctor is um, with the Vasta Narada. It's by John Dorney, um, great writer. And it doesn't actually say, it just says the Doctor. But on the cover, um, I would guess Tom Baker. Oh, cool. So you go. That's very cool. This, uh, the Rachnos is back as well. Oh. And... Uh, some other stuff as well. Yeah. 
But no, I'd say again with you, uh, the highlight for me was definitely River Song and how she was handled. And I think being able to look in hindsight and how it manages to still feel authentic and true to everything that uh, followed it. Yeah, I think for me, it's just a, one of Moffat's best achieve biggest it feels achievements. Feels like a serious fight. It feels like a, an episode that's to come. Yeah, it does. It feels like it, it feels. It does feel like Alex Kingston. And River, the supposed River song has been dropped from like a later yeah. series into this series. Well, she has. Yeah. yeah, and it, it just works really well. And yeah. I thought that was an incredible achievement. I think that is one of the huge reasons it's so high up. Uh, yeah. Up next for me, I've got Partners in Crime. Okay, um, quite a bit higher. Just because it's a fun episode. Mm. There's loads of fun, fun all the time. There's that fun window scene where they're going. Yeah, that's a great scene. And they're sort of waving at each other. It's just fun, silly, and I really like it because it, by this point they've really played into David Tennant's goofiness yeah. and how good he is at being a comedic actor. Mm. And again, as Catherine saying, you know, that's going to shine. So yeah. yeah. Which number in the list was that for you? Um, that is five. Okay, I think you might want to do another one. Okay, so I'm going on to my fourth. Yep. Which is The Stolen Earth. Oh. <gasps> so is it, and, it, and you've got it separate from the finale. I do. Okay. I've got it low because, as we, as you will have discovered, listeners, when you listen to us talk about it, we run out of stuff to say because a lot of it is just people stood in a room talking to each other over a webcam. Hmm. Um, but it's done so well. It's, it's so exciting. It is, but there's nothing to there's nothing to say about it. It's great dialogue and great performances, and Wolf's there. Um, that one, sorry, that that sounded like I was saying it. It's all really good, and Bernard Cribbins is in it as well. <laughs> I mean. Bernie Cribbins is better than all everything. You know, the episode is made perfect. Yeah, he elevates yeah. Um, So yeah, it's about it really. It's not really much going on, but it, but what it leads to, it does the same thing as um, Army of Ghosts. Okay. Which is it's a pretty boring episode until the last five minutes where it all kicks off. Okay, you think so? Yeah, I do, yeah. Interesting, cool. Um, for me, my last four episodes, and one of them is a two-part, so it's kind of three. Um is all Russell episodes, which I think this is the first time like I've had the my top oh, section. Sorry, go on, yeah. The all episodes written by Russell T. Davis. And I, I, I know maybe it's because I'm, I know as well, maybe it's because I'm on such a Russell high. I don't know, but um, Russell really brought his A game for this series. I'm starting with my uh, number four. Turn left. Oh, oh, did I do turn left? No, you haven't done turn left yet. Oh, that was earlier on in the list. <laughs> okay, well, so we talk about turn left for yourself. Together, we'll do it now. Yeah, so where was turn left for you? Uh, after the Doctor's Daughter, before Partners in Crime. Okay. Um, it's really fun, well done, but I feel like there's too much rose and a whole beetle on the back thing. You don't like the beetle? I do, but I just feel it wasn't that well explained, I don't think. Okay. I would have liked a bit more history about it. Mm. And... Uh, that's fine, really. All right. It's just a middle of the episode, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. I know, for me, I really enjoyed it. I guess I enjoyed the whole alternate world that was created. And just kind of, it's a really kind of morbid and unsettling episode in How a way that... terrible of a person Donna is. Well, that, it, 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 yeah, it really comes out just like how much the world benefits from there David being Tennant. a doctor. And David Tennant, yeah, and how <laughs> how David Tennant specifically makes Donna a better. Imagine if this it was instead of it being about a world with no Doctor, it's just a world of the actor David Tennant doesn't exist. So Doctor Who, the show exists, but just she goes to see the really shit version of Hamlet. <laughs> 
she's just watching Hamlet and David Tennant on it. It's like this absolutely terrible actor who's got the got to replay James Corden. James Corden's Hamlet. <laughs> He's just there with his hands together all the time. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I always wanted to be Hamlet. It's an institution. Has James Corden ever done Shakespeare? Oh, probably. Probably. If you went on his. Uh, I bet I could find something there. Theatre work. Um, but yeah, so ten left. Go on. Yeah, I really like it, and it it it's just a really cool kind of otherworld, elseworlds kind of thing, and you don't get that a lot in Doctor Who. And I kind of wish we got more because it's just a really cool thing to explore. Well, you say that, but we got it in Forest of the Dead. No, I mean kind of like this kind of Doctor Who kind of like what, what if? if? Yeah. yeah, remember when we did those? We did three, didn't we? We did three, and we stopped. Two. Did you only do two? We did Christopher Eccleston and did the Doctor. And then they attend in series five. Yeah. And we stopped. Did I get ill? I think. Did, I got did, ill for did, the did, third did, one. Did the, did the Chris and Jody leaving news come out? I think so, yeah. And that kind of took precedent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm on my third one. Okay. Midnight. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Mr. Wu over here. Hello, yo. Whoa. You're mocking me, aren't you? That's from. Um, what's that from? You got the oh, I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's Toy Story yeah. 1, yeah. Uh, Midnight, it's really great. Um, really entertaining. I really, we watched this episode together. Yes. And we the held, first talk, so who episode you watched together? And we held hands. Hmm. You're not going to deny that? I said, hmm. Mm, yeah, we did, yeah. Mm. Um, and we, you know, great time. I think that's what made it super special. <laughs> But no, it's just a really fun episode, really good performances in it, and they, they are really good performances because by the end of it, you really hate certain people on that on that train. Yeah, um, and some characters that you really like, and the way that the Doctor and the main female protagonist, the way those they lip sync each other so well, mm. and there's that scene, isn't there, where the Doctor gets hypnotized, and you do everything. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna throw him off this train. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um. I'm because you did them all separately, I'm gonna do them all separately. Um at my number three, I have got the still on earth. Oh yeah, but um I think it's a really great set to the finale. And yes, it is mostly people talking in rooms, but it's so exciting, really <laughs> exciting talking in rooms. And Harriet Jones is there, and, and then Rose is there. gets exterminated at the end. Yeah, and wow, and the shadow proclamation. And, oh, yeah, we finally get to see that. Yeah, it's just like, just saying, or sometimes pay off, and then Davros is there. It's like, oh shit, it Davros, oh shit, it Daleks, and Elizabeth Sladen's crying. And, Do your Davros impression. I, I don't Do it now. I am Davros, Doctor. I new reality bomb. <laughs> I, I can't do a Davros. Order a wine as Davros. What? Order a wine in a restaurant. I would like the glass of your most expensive sherry. And shout Chardonnay. Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, anything else you want to say about Still Enough? Um. Harry Jones lives. Hmm. Harry Jones, she lives, doesn't she? Yeah, she lives. Yeah. The only thing we talked about that in the episode itself. I don't think we did, did we? I yeah, we a very but, passing reference to it. Yeah, but uh, Rusty Davis revealed that Harry Jones does not die. No, there's a book of poetry, isn't there, which Russell did the illustrations for, and he draws Harry Jones on a little motorbike. Yeah, it's from Trapdoor. Yeah. yeah, great. It's cool. Think she'll come back? Uh, I hope so. 
I like to see some of those little side characters I'm saying that just sort of disappeared. Yeah. Um, up next on my number two list, we're in the top two. Voyage of the Damned. Wow, that's high. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was really good fun. Really good fun. Kylie's great in it. And I really like the ending because by the end of it, you sort of think, oh, he was actually going to be happy. Yeah. He was actually really like this person. And I like to think that if she had stayed, there could have been like a whole marriage thing. Well, I think it's like, I think that um, David and Kylie kind of had better chemistry than David and Billy. Yeah. But in terms of romantic chemistry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And I, I enjoyed it more because when it aired, I didn't like it. So I wasn't looking forward to watching it back. Mm. And you were pleasantly surprised. I was, I was more than pleasantly surprised. I was wooed. Mm. Woo. I was sat there and it ended and it went, Dot Two World 10 in spring 2008. And I went, woohoo! And I remembered it's 2021 and it was already back. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was very good. Yeah, and I, uh, at my number two, I forget what your number one is. My number two is Journey's End. Oh, we've both got the same number one. What a surprise. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. Journey's End is my number one. No, that was my number two. Oh. Journey's End is my number two. Oh, go on. Yeah, it was very, very close. Like, together, Still on Earth and Journey's End were very close to being my top spot. Just because it's so just... It wraps everything up so well. Yeah, and it's so just like this big emotional, euthoric, just like everything just comes together. It's so nice. It's so good. And it ends with that huge just tragedy and bummer. It just, yeah, it just pulls you through the ringer and it throws everything at you. And could it be fan servicey? Sort of, but it's in service of these really great characters that you've grown to love. And it's so satisfying. I mean, You've already heard our watch long, and it's just such a gratifying episode. It was so fun watching that as well because we watched that episode together, and I mean, yeah. like every ten minutes, it was just going, "Yay, yeah, yeah!" That's like the equivalent of my kind of Avengers Endgame. I hate it in cinema. I couldn't sit in a cinema with people doing that. Do you not? Nah. Uh, so I'm planning to kind of go to. I think I'll be planning to see Spider-Man opening night, and if uh, if Tobey Maguire's there, I'm probably going to cheer. What, in the cinema? If Tobey Maguire's in the cinema? If, if Tobey Maguire's in the cinema, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm such a Can fan I come of see Spider-Man with you? Um, I think I might be going to uh, London. I don't know. Why? Because I have a mate in London. A mate here? Yeah, but I have a mate in London. He's what? already asked if I want to watch Spider-Man with him. Why am I sitting in now in front of all these people? I, I didn't mean for it to come out. It just came as the conversation. I don't even have friends. Yeah, yeah, Josh and Harrison and Josh Harrison, Josh and Harrison. <laughs> one... <laughs> and Josh's last name is Harrison. Yeah, yeah, it's one person. No, that's why I've never seen him in the same place at the same time. Series five is not going to have Harry Murdoch and everybody. Harrison's going to be taking front row as a center. I've never even met Harrison I know. in you person. Might be this one. Sorry. Wow, really? When? Mm. How? Well, I'm not discussing my personal life on a podcast. You said I'm going to meet him. That's my <laughs> personal life too. Go on, Harry. What else do you like about Journey's End? I just kind of... So, well, this is a bit of an end. This journey our friendships come to. Oh, heck. I, hope, is... I hope there isn't a Spider-Man in that movie. Yeah, you don't want there to be any Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man Far No Way Home has no Spider-Man in it. Very true. 
It's only spider boys. So by your logic, well, by your logic, by my by, by, by deductions, Harry, your number one must be uh, Midnight. Uh, correct, but you've not talked about Journey's End for I yourself. I did a little bit there. Okay, so you feel like you've already talked about Journey's Yeah, it's really before. great fun, isn't it? You, yeah. You said, you said everything I wanted to say, but better. Ah, okay. And K-9. Mm, and K-9. Yeah. Uh, Midnight for me, um, going into this series, in my mind, Midnight was my favourite of the series. I wasn't sure if that would stay, and Journey's End almost was not a spot. But for me, it was kind of that big um, climax of everything that had been set up versus a really, really, really strong standalone episode. It's a Donna Light episode. It's a Donna Light episode. And I think it's, I still stand by this, I think it's the best written episode of Doctor Who that Russell has done. Oh, oh. pew hot shots. Aye. Um, but I just think it's a fantastic standalone episode. I think one of the things you said, that whole ensemble cast are all really good. And the way that, just the monster again is this completely psychological thing that just kind of feeds off their anxieties and insecurities and makes them turn against each other. And, and we kind of get to see how the doctor by himself, ah, oh, he ain't so hot. He ain't doing too good. I think he looks just fine. Uh, so Mer- sure. Merlin's there as well. Yeah, Colin Morgan. He's actually a really, he's really good as part of this ensemble cast. I like the bit where he starts winding that woman up, where he starts making a safe. So. Yeah. And he's like, I'm an idiot. He's like, I'm an idiot. And then his mom's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really great. It's a really great episode. Um, series four, great series. That's yeah, fun I think possibly everybody. the best one so far. You're not sure? I'm not saying anything. Wait till we get to our Doctor Who series ranking of the se- all the series. Okay, we're not going to rank every episode, but we'll rank se- every RTD series. Okay, including the specials? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Are you happy with that? Yeah, that's all good. Cool. Well, if you've enjoyed, let us know in the comments, everybody, uh, what your favourite top five, top three episodes of uh, Doctor Who Series 4 are. Um, anything else, Harry? Anything else? We'll be back with Series 5 at well, some point. Yeah, well, we'll be doing the specials. Oh, yeah, got to do all those. Got to do all the specials. Yeah. The one with the bus. Yeah, the one with the bus. The, the one with the, the gadget robot. It says gadget, gadget. Was that in was that the same episode? Mars was a Mars. Uh, was that in the Mars one? Yeah, and then there's, there's the, the Sam Tyler's there as well from Life the on Laws Mars. of Time, a mine. And then the David, the Walking Dead, David Morrissey. And, and, and then Will salutes and cries. <laughs> but I, I don't want to go. The singing's got to stop because it's terrible. It really messes the audio up. Singing? Yeah, especially when it's terrible. How could a microphone not pick up singing? It picks it up and it just goes really high pitch on the graph. Really? Yeah, because you're what screaming. Kind of, what kind of microphone can't pick up singing? It's not a singing microphone. Well, it should be. Well, we sing a lot in this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast.